Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode three. Again. Hi, everyone. We did it again. <laughs> we're going to start every episode just by saying we did it again. We're going to be on episode, like, 65 and be like, yeah, hey, we did it again. Wow, we're not stopping, huh? This train yeah, is on it's the tracks. Like every episode I'm going to start with, yeah, again, you didn't want to hear from us, but yeah, like, <laughs> we, are the uncle, <laughs> we are the uncle that keeps showing up on the doorstep. <laughs> Yeah, keep asking for money and more, like, chicken. Just like, why the fuck do you guys keep letting us do this? <laughs> Stop. Stop seeing us, us or we'll come back. Don't feed us no more, yeah. we'll come back. Just a straight oh, cat. Just kick us off the internet already. We're done. You don't I hope everybody's to- having, a, having, a nice, having a nice week. We were just talking about how hot it is. In, uh, I, for, for everybody's information, I'm in New York and Lou is in Florida. Yeah, we have air conditioning real, down here, so it's they hot. Have, but they have I'm, central AC yeah. in every in every building. There's central AC in Florida. However, New York City, Not the glamour of it. What Alicia <laughs> forgot to mention. What Alicia yeah. forgot to mention was that was that it was hot as hell. When she called it a concrete jungle, she meant it for real. It's like, she said it's, it's hot. literally a concrete jungle. It's hot yeah. as hell. And <laughs> you can cook an egg off. And there's. Animals swinging from trees. <laughs> but they're just crackheads. They're them. not really animals. <laughs> Dang. It's me. It's me swinging from the trees trying to the get The whole cool. time. Oh, and that's racist but, as hell. You black. You can't be out here Yeah, swinging. and I really do that to myself. <laughs> anyway. Smoked. Smoked. Uh, today, on today's lovely episode, what are we going to talk about today, Lou? We're actually going to talk about a movie. So the last three movies that we talked about were movies that we already knew that we loved. So they're easy to talk about. And this one is going to be one that we actually hadn't seen before this week that Mia suggested that we watch. Which is very racist of us if you think about it. Because of all the 24 movies, that's probably the blackest one and we didn't watch it yet. So Yeah, exactly. It's very... our own internalized racism. Yeah, internalized coon-like behavior out here. Only a small... (laughs) It only takes a small bit of white brainwashing to activate. (laughs) It's very Uncle Ruckus of us. Man, we were were lacking. We were sleeping, but not anymore. We were sleeping on it. It's uh, called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. And I'm just gonna come out the gate and say, like, I really liked it a lot. I love it. I I cannot wait to discuss this beautiful movie, um, and just discuss everything that it entailed. Yeah. And just to have a, we're gonna get on the serious tip because you know the last episode <laughs> we were cutting up, but on the serious tip, us we're not gonna be serious. But yeah, we're gonna cut up, but we're still gonna talk. It's still gonna be just us talking about how much we love this movie. movie. So <laughs> heads up for all the episodes like after this. This is all. This is what it's gonna be. So, this is what it's gonna be. Period. This is it. <laughs> period. Poo. But uh, here, let me read the synopsis. Let me read the synopsis. So the synopsis for the last black man in San Francisco, Jimmy and his best friend Mont try to reclaim the house built by Jimmy's grandfather, launching them on a poignant odyssey that connects them to their past even as it tests their friendship and sense of belonging in the place they call home. I really almost had a little tear shed right then. I was like, that's beautiful. Yeah. Because it really even is. Yeah, because the first shot of the movie is just uh, the little, it's a little girl in a dress. Uh, I think she's eating an ice cream cone, I want to say. Yeah, she's eating something or like, yeah. a, like a, some sort of childlike snack. Yeah, some sort of, <laughs> some sort of thing, uh, sweet sugar thing that a child would eat and <laughs> she's um she's eating it and she's looking at this man in a hazmat suit cleaning up the neighborhood that she's cleaning up the river to the side that she's, uh, she's standing in, in 
Eating. Yeah, just out in the open, hanging out, eating, and this just man trying to clean up her neighborhood, quote unquote, and just standing around in a hazmat suit. So really, uh, that opening shot really shows what the whole movie's gonna be about, about somebody coming into a place that she's already acclimated to and is thriving and surviving in, while this uh, other white guy comes in and tries to change her environment to his liking. It's really, exactly. I was like, damn, this movie, I know this movie's about already, they like, the first <laughs> 10 the seconds. Dump. From Bro, the dump, rip, the DP, yeah. the, the, and the, the, I think I said this when I was talking about, I think I said it when we were talking about, um, Midsommar, I can't remember. It was really film bro of me, but I was like, oh, you know, the cinematography is just beautiful. <laughs> but the cinematography in this movie really is beautiful because every yeah. shot is so warm and just you feel like there every every shot i feel like i can feel the weather oh that's so you know what cool. i mean yeah like i feel yeah. like i can feel the sun on my skin i feel like i can feel myself like sweating when they sweat i feel like i whenever they're in the back of the truck i felt like i could mm-hmm. feel the wind on my face so i really felt like i was in it but so yes yeah. so that just so i and i knew right away from like you said from that first opening shot i was like this entire movie is going to be so beautiful because just with one shot right there, he said, gentrification, anyone? They don't care about where you are or your health or your mm-hmm. safety until they're trying to come in and live there. And then they start to care. Then they start to want to want to want to clean it up, up per se. About to be there. Yeah, exactly. Even, um, to jump off what you're saying about feeling like the weather on each shot, there's not to jump too far ahead and not say what the movie is about, but. There's one shot when uh, Jimmy first wakes up in his grandfather's house after uh, him and spoiler alert, uh, Ma- <laughs> yeah, after yeah, after him and Montgomery break in for the first time, and there's a shot of like the uh, sun coming through the stained glass window, yeah, and it's shining on him in the house. And it just and it like, feels oh, like wow, Sunday. I just know that, yeah, that feeling. It feels like a Sunday morning, and you like you're like just at peace and you feel at, it feels like when you go you know when you you have lived on your own for a while and then you go back to your parents house and you spend the night and you wake up and you yeah. can smell you know you can smell mommy in the kitchen and like banging pans like around yeah, I, feel, I, yo, I can smell like i can fucking smell like salmon patties and beef fry i was like yo this is it this is i've arrived this the, is grit, the grits yeah. are on the <laughs> stove <laughs> the scrambled eggs are in the pan you know everything's dad, daddy is you can hear daddy shuffling his, his slippers coming out talking about mm, what's for breakfast and you just know yeah, like, i can hear daddy know. yo yo wait i can hear daddy go mm, mm, mm. <laughs> daddy cleared his throat from the back and the sun's shining and you know you home you know you home yeah. and that's the way yeah. it felt I, I felt I'm so I felt for him in every every second of the movie I felt so connected to the both of them and I yeah, Jimmy and Mont their friendship yes. is so and yeah, wonderful again the first shout out of this episode Jonathan Majors what is a legend incredible <laughs> yeah. I had only seen, I literally, I had only watched him in um, Lovecraft Country. And I actually finally just finished the last of Lovecraft Country because I was like, I was holding on to it. I want to let go. And I haven't finished it yet. Ooh. I know. That's another, so that's another, was, okay. <laughs> another, another, ah, ah. but yeah. he was wonderful in Lovecraft Country, but that's all I knew him as. And I feel like whenever you watch an actor and just one thing, you always see them as that one thing. And then when you, obviously, mm-hmm. you know how great they are when you see them play another role that's especially extremely an extreme juxtaposition to the last thing they played and he was so 
I was watching it and I was like, this is the kind of actor I strive to be, but not like Jonathan Majors. I strive to be Mont, like Mont's character, <laughs> like Mont yeah. just taking, cause he, Mont's character was so absorb, like absorbent, literally. Like he would yeah. just take everything that life was and take it in and then figure out how he could put it into something else and make it this, this, this performance. And just like a, he just seemed like such a wonderful being, but Jonathan Majors was incredible in this and the scene yep. whenever he just from the jump whenever i i want to say i feel like it was racism whenever he had to run next to him on that skateboard even though they're both black <laughs> i was like this is somehow racist because <laughs> just, yeah, like- just had to do <laughs> <laughs> just had to run so fast down them san francisco streets but he's but it felt that opening sequence of them um trying to get from the bus stop to jimmy's the granddad's house. house to the house yeah and they're just like taking turns of him on the back of the skateboard and, felt and then like him just running you're running like it felt like we had been watching a, like a friendship that had been going on for decades like yes, like stuff, this was yeah, it felt like that's something they had been. Yeah, they had been. Because you have to be a, for, yeah exactly for a long time. If you're gonna jump yeah. on the back of your friend's skateboard, y'all had to have been doing that since y'all were like, like, like ten. Like before yeah. you, it, b- your balls dropped. Like y'all really had to yeah, be exactly. out <laughs> before, there <laughs> before the nuts were swinging. You're out yeah, here you had to be out there because that's like yeah. that's not just something that you just decide or just. It was. It's just yeah, such really. a great. What a great, um, like a great little nugget. To just show, yeah, and how, just like, how deep their friendship really like ran. Uh, yeah, and just like we were talking about with the uh, little girl at the beginning, it shows how comfortable they are in this neighborhood. That they know all those streets to where they can ride on. They can put two people, two grown men, on the back of a skateboard exactly. and go through these like winding roads and know their neighborhood so well. Like, yeah, we'll be cool on this rickety. Uh, plank on wheels because we know the neighborhood well and we can do that and it really it's like the same message that the girl does with them too it was really this movie's really it's great inc- it was it was so good yeah. it was so that that scene too this is still just the beginning of the movie but that scene whenever they hop on the skateboard and then it shows it's like showing like 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 san francisco and it's showing the black people in san francisco while yeah. they're riding through which is one i feel like that in itself, it's so sad, but it is. It's so different for a movie to do that because I feel like almost any movie you watch from, especially like the past like 30 years, when you, when you see major cities in a movie, they don't, they don't show you how many black people are really in the city. Never. Never. Ever. Never. When I look at movies like showing New York and it's like always about some like, you know, I hate to say it, but some like white girl that moved from Oklahoma and came here. She's like, I'm <laughs> just trying to, to make it. Just trying to make it. Having like her Mary Tyler Moore moment and throwing mm-hmm. like her hat up in the air. They never show you the people, the, the 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 people of color, especially the black people that live here. They never show you that. And so that was right away. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Obviously, what to expect? You sh- you should have expected that. The title of the yeah. movie is the last black man in San Francisco. So you should have expected to see black people. But still, it was incredible to see that. And then for the 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 scene to to take the turn and change and to literally show you them once they've gotten into the inner city that's that's been gentrified mm. and that has pushed all these people out to show you the reactions of the white people seeing these two black men on a skateboard and looking at them like you clearly like, don't belong here but like why are you here like why are you oh, here that's interesting exactly and then that one he's on the back the one, of the skateboard oh wow well, that's, well. 
the one what person that was like <laughs> the one person <laughs> that was like take me with you i was like yeah <laughs> yeah but it, oh man and also the what that i'm hopping off the back of you talking about that one guy who was like take me with you the whenever movies show the weird people that are in cities they're always the butt of a joke, and they're never exactly. like real people. But the scene that really got me was uh, later on yes. in the movie. Yes. There's uh, the main character Jimmy is waiting on the bus at a bus stop, and a naked man, like a fully nude dude with just a hat on, comes into frame and sits down next to Jimmy, and then a party bus or like a party uh trolley just another this is just to preface it this is just another great scene of like showing classism sorry yeah 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 Mm -hmm. it's just a yeah so a party trolley full of uh uh, white san franciscans if that's a right word if that's a real word (laughs) (laughs) comes in yeah comes in and everybody's wearing beads and uh they look at the naked guy and say, oh, hey, this guy fucks. Hey, yeah. this guy fucks. They're quoting uh, a famous Silicon Valley quote from HBO. <laughs> and then they all take out their phones and they start proceeding to record this uh, naked guy. And before that, he was so comfortable and so, like, feeling in his own skin being naked. But as soon as the party trolley shows up, then he immediately gets visibly uncomfortable. He starts shifting on the bench. Yeah, and, like, Jimmy, Jimmy gets looks uncomfortable. Yeah, and Jimmy, Jimmy gets wasn't uncomfortable for him. when the guy, yeah, like when the guy yeah, was Jimmy, like, came up naked, yeah. Jimmy was like, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, this is San Francisco. And then as soon as the party trolley leaves, the naked man goes, oh, man, this city's changing for the worse. And Jimmy's like, yeah, I know, bro. It is. <laughs> it's like, it's oh, like- yeah. It just, and it just shows what this movie's about so well, like these people coming into a city that they know nothing about and don't bother to learn the ins and outs and how like what culture was of a city and just immediately start changing it to whatever the fuck small town they were from beforehand. Or just whatever fits their most like whatever fits their their comfort with. Exactly. exactly. Whatever fits like their comfort or their idea of what a big city should be like. Instead of adjusting to the whatever people are like when they're already there. Yeah. Exactly. Just that scene. There's there's so many scenes like that in the movie, but that scene particularly is like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what it feels like. And I'm not sitting here saying like, yeah, I'm a I'm I want everybody to start walking around butt naked. Yeah, I'm not going to vibe with the nudities out here. Exactly. (laughs) But like if I walk out the street and somebody is butt naked, if they're not bothering me. And they're just going about their business yeah. and they're not harming anybody. I'm not saying I'm advocating for, for nudity when it's against, you know, another person's consent of you, you nude. But at the same time, yeah. I ain't going, I'm not going to start taking pictures of you and, and recording you and doing stuff. I'm going to let you go about your business because. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. If you're all good, I'm is. all good. Playboy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh-huh. all right, Playboy, like it is what it is. You yeah, got your, you got sure. your little thing out. I'm saying. <laughs> but it was such a the movie like just like things like that like i don't the the way that they made this movie because i should have been uncomfortable when this guy walked up butt naked but for some reason i was like hey he just waiting for the bus yeah it was just it was just city life happening he puts like the little the the thing down on the 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 seat like he puts the piece Mm -hmm. of paper down in the seat so that his naked butt doesn't touch the seat and I was yeah. like, this is so, like, what a considerate thing. And then I became uncomfortable when the characters became uncomfortable whenever these these people in this trolley who were living their grandiose, you know, uh, upper-class life yeah. of a city, yeah, came came by and started cutting up. And, like, the whole movie, 
even there's also another scene in the movie. Speaking of just like the classism and 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 the the notes of classism in the movie yeah, and the gentrification. Yeah. There's another scene at the near the end of the movie when the main character Jimmy is on the the bus, and these two women are talking about how you know San Francisco is dead, the city's dead, they hate the city, and they just want to move to East LA because it's better out there. And they're two white women. And they're just talking about how, you know, they don't, she says something about like not wanting to live in a, like an old crack house and just like, like just very, very, um, you know, white women that use the word ghetto whenever they see a neighborhood with black people in it. That was the vibe that they were giving. Mm -hmm. And to set it up for everybody. It's dark in here. Exactly. And so Jimmy tells them, you, you, you're not allowed to hate the city unless you love it. You're not allowed to hate it. And they were like, oh, we don't get it. I don't know what you're saying. But it is, it's, it's that same I'm going to get up on my soapbox right now because it's the same vibe of like, you know, like we said before, these people moving to, and I'm going to use New York for an example because I don't know the neighborhoods in San Francisco, mm-hmm. but people moving to neighborhoods like Washington Heights and to Bed-Stuy and Inwood and, 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 you know, these predominantly black and brown neighborhoods. I don't know what those words are. What did you just say? I'm just kidding. These, these, these what is a Bed-Stuy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you say it's a, a bed that has a swollen swollen eye gland um but the, Sorry, the but. they they move to these neighborhoods and they expect it to 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 fit their idea of 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 oh i'm a cool new yorker you know i i live here it's it's cool knowing that the reason you're telling yourself and you're telling all your friends it's cool is because these black and brown people have lived there notoriously, yeah. but you're still the person that's complaining when you see people experiencing homelessness on the street. You're the person that's complaining when people are playing dice at 3 a.m. You're the people yeah. that are complaining, you know, when the they're they're selling fish out of their out of the house on Saturdays, fishing and 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 cooking like soul food out of the house on Saturdays. You're complaining, but that's what the neighborhood was. Yeah, either either know and understand the culture. Or you gots to go. And so that's what he was saying. He was like, unless you love it, you, you are not allowed to hate it. Unless you have love for it in your heart and respect mm-hmm. for it, how can you complain about, exactly. about it? And so I was like, yeah. Whatever he said, I was like, yeah, you take that, white lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like one of them was visibly uncomfortable by it. And she was like, oh, maybe he's kind of right. But the other one definitely didn't get it at all. I felt like yeah. they were just both uncomfortable by like somebody talking to them. They're talking to them shit on the bus. Or that too, never mind. Yes. Yeah, you're actually probably right. They both suck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hate those ladies. Yeah, but, but yeah, you're you're totally right. It's like this like the same people that can afford to spend like five thousand a month on rent or six and like in a neighborhood, but will also step over a person with a needle in their arm and not exactly, help them out. Exactly, like how dare like, you? Yeah, <laughs> but like oh, these homeless, like what the hell? Yo, Ex- help this nigga out. <laughs> exactly. Like, you see people experiencing homelessness as, like, a problem that needs to be solved, but not, not like, but not their own the issues. Yeah, treating the people, yeah. like, but not treating the people with, like, the, the fact that they are human beings that that deserve help and assistance and, and a space and a place to live. Yeah. And I also... Even I knew, just due to the fact... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say... I knew that I couldn't trust Finn Whitrock because Finn Whitrock, like Finn Whitrock, plays oh, um, like a real estate agent. Yes, or, or, yeah, Clancy. He, yeah, he plays like a real estate agent in this movie. And in the beginning of the movie, they go talk to him about you know his his dad's house and about how um, it's 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 empty. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's really sad that it's empty. You know, and all these people are experiencing. You know, there's people out there on the street, and this whole house is just empty, waiting to be to be used. It's it's really sucks. 
And that's all he says. And I was like, you know, you're right, but I know I can't trust you because you are not willing to do anything about it. So yeah. I know I can't trust you. And then sure enough, he went and, and, and turned it back around and said, well, I could use this for my game. Exactly. With this fucking standing desk. I wanted to knock him out. There. Yeah. Uh, Dandy, Dandy from American Horror Story. Shout out to Dandy, <laughs> big homie Dandy. What? Oh God, what a show! What a legend! Yeah, American Horror Story was not. I don't. I still, you know, every day I ask myself, what, what was all of that? Why, why were we watching this? Why were we like, watching no, it? Because it was fun. Side note, side note, spin off, spin off, real quick on American Horror Story. Do you remember when we first watched American Horror Story together, and it was that episode? Where Dermot, it's the first episode, I think, and Dermot wrote Murder House? Oh, no, Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott, Dylan yeah, McDermott. Murder House. The yeah. very first, so for all you young people, back when TV, <laughs> back when TV was not streaming, we watched yeah. the first episode of American Horror Story live on FX. On when a it certain premiered. time. We yes. didn't have uh, t- uh, DVR, so we had to watch it then and there. Exactly, I, we couldn't it record crazy. it. And we, or if we did have DVR then, we still couldn't record it because mommy and daddy were like, no, the space is our space. <laughs> yeah, no, this is full, we were like, yeah. oh, okay. This is so, full of uh, old detective movies and Bollywood <laughs> movies. Nothing, no space for nothing and, yeah, else. <laughs> old, and old Keanu Reeves movies and or old uh, westerns that they already yeah. own on DVD, but they still record. <laughs> drag them. Uh, mommy, yeah, if you listen to this, we are dragging sorry. them. We're exposing but, you. <laughs> but do you remember we watched the first episode of uh american horror story and it was when dylan mcdermott was jerking off in front of the mirror and then yeah like shows what i don't know what that actor's name is but the guy that has like the burnt up face and then it shows him watching and dylan mcdermott was like yeah. ah! and we paused it and we were like <laughs> we do not we should not be watching this <laughs> this is not this is not appropriate at all this is I'm not of god going. it's not of god <laughs> <laughs> this isn't right for the bible belt religion, uh, but a little it. american horror story spinoff thanks dandy thanks finwit rock but but just the whole yes every every scene gave me it just put into words and put into like just an artistic value to the the way that people come and take over yeah the gentrification the class struggle that exists in a lot of cities white man take my seat call it manifest destiny (laughs) shouts to Dave Chappelle (laughs) uh no but on the um on that tip and the Finrit Rock tip, well, of having so many, I was surprised there were so many like great guest stars. Uh, cam- Danny not Glover, because they had big roles. That Danny Glover was in here. Mike Epps was in yes. Christina when- Arnold was also in this movie. Just incredible as, uh, as Jimmy's aunt, and uh, Danny Glover as uh, Montgomery's uh, Grandpa, father. grandfather, right? grandfather, grandfather, right? Yeah, grandfather. Yeah, and then Mike Epps as... So, uh, to come back to the plot of the movie a little bit, Jimmy's uh, been homeless with his father for a very long time. So, he and his dad used to live in a car that uh, Mike Epps' character steals from them. So, and this is like one of <laughs> those... Just, just such like, a Mike Epps character to be yeah, with. <laughs> right? I know. But, like, just like the naked guy and the... Um, on the uh, bus seat like that's such like a city life thing where you and mike epps character comes and picks them up in the car that he stole from jimmy and his dad and gives them and a they ride gotta be cool with it and they just gotta, they gotta, cool gotta be with cool with it yeah and that's you gotta be cool with it that's just like a city life thing to happen like that's so chill <laughs> like of course like the dude that stole your car slash home 
would have the gall to, to pick come you pick up, you and, back and, up. Offer, and offer you and offer you a ride. And <laughs> like that's like that's such a city. Yeah, in the same car with Christmas lights and stuff. And it's such like a uh, a home too because the director I can't remember his name right now shows like all the little knickknacks from the t- Jimmy's time when he was living yes. in the car that are still just like everywhere the Christmas lights and there's things of that nature I was like oh yeah they lived in this car and they still have a bunch of stuff still in this car <laughs> he's just driving but he's around just like driving it. around and living in the it audacity. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah the, the audacity oh my gosh it was it yeah. it it's such a and I I don't know Honestly, we needed a, we definitely needed like a, like a, even though we're black people, we definitely needed mm-hmm. like a black historian because there's so many aspects of black culture that I know are black culture, but I could never, I just, I don't know where they came from. I just know that it's like black mm-hmm. culture. And I feel like a huge part of black culture is how the, I feel like the, just the audacity of our drags, like the audacity of us reading people <laughs> because the group of dudes that would stand out front and just yeah. drag them. I was like, how dare you? The audacity, only a black person would have the audacity to stand outside your house and drag you and, 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 and just snatch your edges every and day talk and talk mad shit to you outside of your own house. And, they so tell, and you tell them, yo, leave. And they're like, no, you leave. And you're like, this is my house. Yeah, exactly. There's almost a sort of, uh, in the movie, there's almost like a sort of like Greek course of, uh, there's, there's four dudes, right? Is it five dudes? I think it's, I think it's five of them originally. And then it, and Kofi. or no, there's, there's, there's five of them, including Kofi, I think. And then including, Kofi dies. yeah, you're right. And then Kofi dies. Yeah. And then I think and they it hang, goes to four. Yeah. And they hang out outside of uh, Montgomery and, Montgomery's house where Jimmy and Montgomery live with uh, Danny Glover, the granddad. And they just like, they're there the, all the time and they just talk shit about Montgomery and Jimmy while they hang out in front of their house. And it's so funny. <laughs> like, it's like, 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 yo, man. Like, yo, you outside of my leave. house. How you gonna talk shit about me? Man, nigga, you leave. Like, what the hell? <laughs> just greatness. Very important aspects of black culture that I feel like were shown. And then also things like like Montgomery explaining the entire movie to like Danny Glover and just like whenever that, not the entire, yeah. but like when they were watching. So like Danny Glover is um, blind and he, and I think, or just can't see well or is blind. Yeah, but, I think he can't see well. Yeah. And he's explaining the, the whole movie when, when Montgomery and Jimmy and Danny Glover's character are watching this like movie at the house, Montgomery's explaining the entire movie to him. And, and basically you have to talk through the whole movie to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's such a, I don't, I, it's just things like that. I don't know how to explain it, but I know it's black culture. Like, I know that that is something that if G Daddy asked me to, I would do it for G Daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would sit there and explain a whole movie to G Daddy, and everybody yeah. just had to be okay with it. Just him, yeah. It's like a, it's like a sort of, uh, I don't want to say explanation, but a sort of uh, uh, reasoning why sometimes you hear like in the theater the stereotype of black people talking through the movie like maybe that's a little bit of like oh this maybe this is why it happened maybe this is why exactly exactly because i remember i had learned i went to a going on the black history tip i went to a um a it was a i think it was one of the apta like a pt conference Back when I was in school, <laughs> it was a PT conference, <laughs> and there was a woman there that was giving a lecture, but it was on like healthcare, but for the minority community and how you can better understand the minority community. And so she was basically giving—I think she had like a degree, literally in like African American history. 
And was she white? No, she was black. Thank God. I was about but to say. She, if yeah, she was white, I, I would have walked that. out. I would have been yeah. like, I can't do it, miss. I can't. I'm just not so emotionally. So, the Negro. I would have been like, ma'am, emotionally, my historical trauma is not allowing me to be here and be present yeah. for this. I'm sure you have a lot of knowledge, but I just can't do it right now. Y'all my but, masters. Get out of here. Get out of here. But she was talking about... Um, you know things that you can that you can know about um, the African American community specifically to help you better understand your patients and treatment. Blah 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 blah. And so she and the majority of people that were in there were obviously black people. So it was great because we were all there. But also I was like, dang, I'm sure that there's a lot of you know non-black people who could benefit from this. The but more, yeah. She talked about um, basically the 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 lineage of 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 our history and our historical trauma and where. Um, the culture of, of basically of, of beating your children in the black community came from not necessarily beating children, but like spanking your children, I should say spanking your children, mm. but it came from African American, African American culture. When we were slaves, you would spank your kid before if the, if your child uh. was messing up before the plantation, the, before the plantation, you know, owner, the, the master would come and, and, and see what your child is doing and severely yeah. hurt them or maybe kill them or do something awful. So you spank your kid first. So they understand don't do this. And then that way it won't happen again. And just things like that. I was like, like, that's what I mean. Like to give an example to everybody that's listening and to give y'all like a history lesson also at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just things like that, that show me, that's what I meant when I was saying, like there's so many aspects of my culture that I know are my culture but I never knew where they came from. But also on a on another note, yeah. we, oh, this, this podcast you... does not condone uh, physical uh, physical <laughs> yeah. punishment as as uh, uh, teaching a lesson. I will not be yeah, spanking my a, children. Yeah. Y'all don't come for me in the in the in the comments. That's not what we are endorsing here. This is not yeah, your children. Uh, just, beat your, beat your yeah. Ass. No, the, yeah, your children are just like tiny adults with no money or agency. So just talk to them. That's yeah, like, they really didn't but, ask to be here. Yeah, so y'all stop fucking uh, you kids. Yeah, relax. Be no, yeah, yeah. Coming off that, um, I was listening to an interview with Ryan Coogler when Black Panther was coming out, and he was mm. talking about going to South Africa and going visiting a house where a bunch of the male kids were hanging out outside of the house that he was visiting. He was just visiting, like, a family in South Africa. And the matriarch was telling him that, oh, yeah, kids, the kids hang out outside and just, like, stand around to show that the, there's a lot of male protectors in the household and they're strong and the house is protected. And I was like, oh, yeah, so that's why we hang out outside the stores. That's why people hang out outside yeah, like they're the stores, Yeah, yeah, just, like, hang around. And But then, and since that's not... Because America's racist, we're loitering and we got to move. Hey, keep it, move along. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, so, that, that thing, but it came from a, it came from somewhere. Like everything that we yeah. that we do came from something and came from somewhere. Dang, I didn't even know that. Yeah, just like the dis- yeah, there's a uh, this yeah, but you saying that brought that out of my memory banks. Just the disconnect that African Americans have from Africa is so like vast, but there's little tiny bits of culture. That, that survived that, that survived slavery that we just have in our like in our DNA exactly. and like in our genetic code that's so interesting that's so cool exactly oh yeah it's, yeah I never thought about that it's nuts and that's <sighs> why so they were awesome. that's why they were standing outside homeboy's house <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, yeah I guess oh man and then so, so go ahead go ahead 
I was going to say, um, since we're talking about the people outside of the house, we might as well start talking about Kofi. Or Kofi. If you want it. What a what a what a supporting character who st- who sticks with you. He was giving me um, Viola Davis in doubt. Somebody that just uh, is yeah. a supporting character, but you keep thinking about them because poor Kofi. Co- like he when he, I think I the know. part that breaks my heart the most more than anything i think it just everything broke my heart but in like distinct sections so when monk's character sees them kind of ragging on kofi outside and kind of you like picking on him basically and like belittling yeah. him and berating kofi and even i, th- yeah. I feel like in monk's mind he was like i'm going to come over and be this sort of strange awkward presence that they can then turn their belittling and their their, their, their hatred and their aggression mm-hmm. onto me to spare Kofi. And I thought Kofi saw that. And he was like, I feel like there was an, a recognition and an understanding there. And then that's why he ended up coming over to the house. Even though, you know, Mott was, was, you know, trying to study him for a play because he was going to use him as a character. Still, I feel like that's why Kofi agreed to come over to the house because he, he saw that as like a peaceful, as like almost like a peace offering for him to do. Yeah, because you can tell like the rest of the friend group, the rest of the uh, Greek course outside of the house, Ragadam, they're a bit more... Uh, comfortable in the that that uh, persona that they that persona that masculine facade that yes. we wear sometimes that they put on yeah yeah but Kofi's mask was definitely slipping a lot more because he's definitely he's like the more <laughs> Kofi sensitive said, Ooh. yeah <laughs> my bad wait, he's like, wait a minute uh, give me some tape y'all let me get this shit back on Kofi wait. was going back to his house crying every yeah. like man but and then and <laughs> he was then struggling. I, my, my heart, I was so, I, my heart broke for him again because I was like, something is not, I knew something was not going to go right. And when they were in the sauna, just like laughing and having a good time and like cracking up, I felt so happy for them. But I knew I was like, this is not, something bad is going to happen. And then I, my heart truly broke whenever they go back to the house, Jimmy and Mont go back to the house, to, to Mont's house to grab more of Mont's stuff. And Kofi is back out there with the same group of dudes. And they're all making fun of Jimmy and Mott. And then Kofi joins in. But not only does he join in and say things that are, you know, kind of stuff just like, why you wear the same shirt every day? Why you, why your hair like that, like that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He says really, truly hurtful things about, like, Jimmy's, Jimmy's dad. Like, Jimmy's crackhead dad. Yeah. And his and it, uh, crackhead mom. And, like, that's why you don't have a home. And Yeah, guy. like, you just took it too far. Like, dude, we were just talking like, about yeah. homeboy shirts. <laughs> and you over here talking about his dad being a crackhead. Like, what? And like so, real family trauma, like yeah, exactly, that's wild, like you bringing it up, <laughs> and I'm real painful shit. I'm sure that somebody who is a who is a you know a licensed uh, clinical practitioner can tell us why Kofi did those things. I'm sure it was some sort mm-hmm. of defense mechanism or compensation for something. But my heart, I, my heart broke for Kofi because people people act in 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 ways that that they have learned from life. Yeah, that's why people make the choices that they do. And that's why people act the way that they do. And so in my head, I was like, damn, what has Kofi experienced in his life that led him to make that decision? To think that that was the right thing to do and to say those things. Because at the end of the day, I told myself, Jimmy's going to be it's it's hurtful that he said that to Jimmy. And it's hurtful that Jimmy had to go through that. But Jimmy's got Jimmy's going to be okay. Jimmy's got his 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 head on his shoulder. Jimmy makes the right decisions, but Kofi, I was like, Kofi's is downhill after that because what else? 
if that's your decision making, what else? What else could you do? And then Kofi Kofi dies. He gets shot. He yeah. has an argument with somebody, and he gets shot up. Yeah, and we and, see and Mike Epstein in the shots in the back. I was about to say, yeah, the scene that Kofi gets shot, we don't see it, but we just hear gunshots, and while Mike Epps is sitting in, in the car, ready car. to go to yeah, in the stolen <laughs> car, ready to go to bed for the night. And I didn't even think about it until they sh- Mont and Jimmy show up at the house to pick their stuff up, and Kofi is not there. It's like, oh no. It was really, yeah, it was just really, really sad. And then such a beautiful moment whenever the, they're out there. Oh, the yeah. And, and Jimmy is telling him, that was my friend too, to one of the, one of the, the, the aggressors, one of the, the, yeah. the, the, one of the, one of the in group, yeah, one, one of the, of the one of the group yeah. that would, that would, that would, uh, uh, yell and drag Mott and, and, and Jimmy. And, instead of it turning into, I'm so happy that they did this because they could have easily turned it into like just a physical fight. But instead, they when Jimmy like confronts the, the the one of the group members and says like that was my friend too like so don't tell me to like leave or get to step in like that was my friend too and I can warn him, and and they start to kind of bow up at each other. But instead, the other the other friend just starts crying and then they all start crying, and yeah, I feel like that was such a was such a because you never how many times could, have you seen black men portrayed as having any sort of emotion in movies or television? Yeah. Emotions like that, not a lot. Not a lot. I always like the the. There's a lot of scenes like that, but the but there's always a fist fight, and the the uh, underlying context of the fist fight is that they're sad and they're working it out. But you yes. never see them actually just cry and hug. It exactly. Out. That that I, yeah. Now that you're bringing it up, I don't think I've ever really seen that, especially with black men. And that's and why I was like so that. I was so happy that they did that because I was like just it, it needed to be it needed to be shown and it needed to be seen. Yeah, and it was like a good cry too. It was like a frustrated cry because they were all just like frustrated because this probably has happened before in their neighborhood and just man, it was really powerful stuff. I really loved it a lot. I really love this movie. It was Man. a poignant odyssey, and they they said it was a poignant odyssey, and they damn yeah right it was. yeah it was definitely odyssey. Just like the be- the beginning, not just the beginning, but all of the movie. Well, actually, no, the beginning of the movie. I thought that it was a fairy tale. I thought it was because it was so beautiful. It felt because almost- it was such a. I thought like, oh, I guess this must be a little bit surrealist because it was so like everything was so vibrant and colorful and wonderful. And the way they film the city and the way, specifically, the way they film black skin in this movie is ridiculous. The way they light black skin. I've made me realize, oh, black skin is not lighted correctly in any goddamn movie. movie. It's like, oh, yeah, because it was, everything was so beautiful. It made me think that this movie had some sort of dream. Like, I guess there's going to be some weird stuff happening. It's not going to be quite real you're not gonna know what's real and what isn't but like oh no all of it's real it's just really fucking beautiful it's just beautiful it's it's yeah it's gorgeous it's stunning and it made me i literally the it's so funny so the first i thought two things watching that opening scene the first thing i thought was black people are so beautiful and like i felt so much pride being black watching the whole movie Cause I was just like, wow, we are like, what a, what a, what a beautiful, what just, just beautiful people. And then the second thing I thought as I was like, kind of on what you were saying, I was like, oh, it's almost like I was watching at first I was like, oh, it's almost like I'm watching like, 
someone's like romantic like romanticization like romanticization of that's of perfect a memory word. yes mm-hmm. of like a memory or of seeing something and then i was like you know what no it's almost as if they've, they've been able to capture what something actually would look like in real life because you know the picture is never as good as mm-hmm. seeing something in person ever and and yeah you, whenever you try to take a video of like i remember um mommy when mommy and i took a, a trip uh to san francisco last year um I remember taking a video of the, the Golden Gate Bridge because it was so big. Like be, when we yeah. were driving on it, I had mommy take a video for me because I was like, it's, so, it's such a big, huge bridge. And I literally mm-hmm. have no other words to, to, to describe it, except it just felt all encompassing. <laughs> no, other no other adjectives. No other adjectives that big. It was just large. <laughs> she was large and she was there. That's a large, it was and a big ass bridge. That's it enough. felt almost overwhelming. Like when you, when you drive up on it and when you're actually on it, you feel so overwhelmed. And then when I would play back the video and watch it, you know, during COVID and be really sad because I couldn't go anywhere, I wouldn't get that same feeling. I, I remembered the feeling, but I wouldn't get the same feeling from watching the video. But this movie, I feel like, did an incredible job of capturing what it felt like to see things in real life, what it feels like to look at flowers and to, to feel the wind on your face and to yeah. feel the sun on your skin. And like we were talking about, to, lay, like, to be in a, in a place that you feel like is your home. I feel like it encompassed all of those things. Oh, God, that's so perfect. It felt like home. It, it felt was like, like home, it, yeah. which is why, to culminate, I was so distressed for him because, so spoiler alert, yes. everyone. Okay, so, yeah, so the whole, the, I feel like we haven't talked about the plot of the movie at all. We just described how, like, awesome uh, it is. They know, okay. they, y'all know what y'all are yeah, into, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Y'all, watch, y'all, yeah, watch the movie. Yeah, come on, you watch, watch the, the episodes. Movie and then, yeah, and then come on, and then you'll follow along with the conversation. We're not going to describe the whole thing for you. You're right. No, I'm taking back what I said. I'm Fuck taking that. it back. Yeah, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I'm, no. re- I'm ungentrifying this podcast, baby. Y'all want me to explain <laughs> yeah. the whole podcast to you? Nah, y'all do the work. We off that now. It's only gang shit from now we, on. We rolling, we playing spades out front, and we lighting the trash on fire, and that's what we doing out here. Oh, uh, yeah. Only Minute made grape juice out here, dog. Stop <laughs> playing drink. with me. It's purple drink. <laughs> Come on. No, yeah, that, so the whole movie is uh, Jimmy and Mont in this house that Jimmy says that his grandfather built in 1946. Excuse me. And so it's his grandfather's house. A family moves into his house after Jimmy and his dad lose it. So he goes over to the house all the time to fix it up. The family wants him to stop doing that. The family that's already living there has a death in the family. I said, I'm sad that I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm doing it anyway. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna speed through it. So the family moves out. So Jimmy and Mont move back into the house. And so after that, a lot of stuff blah 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 blah, happens. And then Jimmy learns. uh, The moral of the story is that Jimmy really loved this house and cared for this house because he. Thank you. Safe. His his dad. His dad. No, you're doing great. His dad told him that this house was built by his grandfather in the 1940s. So Jimmy loved this house. Then come to find out, y'all. Jimmy's daddy lied to him. Yeah. The house was not built by his grandfather in the 1940s. The house was built decade a, a, a century ago, I think, in the 1800s. Yeah, 1850s by an Asian family. Yeah, by a Jap. I think it was a Japanese, Japanese family, family that had immigrated over yeah. there. And whenever and and it's so we'll get to the heartbreak that we feel for that we felt for Jimmy when he finds out. But in the middle of the movie, Jimmy has Jimmy and Mont have have finally kind of they're squatting in the house basically, and. There's a tour guide that comes, and the tour guide is telling the the the, the tourists who are on like their um, yeah, like little what is the, yeah, yeah their segway tour. Yeah. It's telling the tourists that this house was built in the 1800s 
by um, a Japanese family that there was a lot of um, Japanese people who uh, basically migrated over to um, North America. And then the U.S. did as they do. They put them into um, internment camps because camps in the, the Americans, 40s, Americans the are the worst. Pearl Harbor. And we yeah, will always be the worst. Um, they can't actually, help no, not we. Racist. I hate America, though. And so, <laughs> um, FBI, if you're listening, I'm at every word. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> y'all come Shout out to J. Edgar Hoover. Shout out to J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> hey, shout, shout out to Pro. Shout out to, to Leonardo DiCaprio and Army Hammer and getting their little and, freak on and J. Edgar, baby. <laughs> yeah, come on. Shout out to Tulsa 1921. Oh, scumbags. Man. Y'all just I kept know doing it. Was it. Y'all. Kept you can't doing help it. Oh, but, shout out so, to the 13th Amendment. Shout out to the Black <laughs> so, Panther Party that y'all killed. So yeah. the the tour guide tells them that, they, that the, it's telling the tourists that they that the house was built in the 1800s and that it was built by the Japanese people um, who migrated over, but then they were taken um, into these camps, and then it became like um, basically like like the uh, West Harlem of San Francisco is I think what they called it. Yes, basically mm-hmm. because a lot of black people moved into these these moved houses into and into these houses. neighborhoods, and so when he was telling that story to them, I was like, oh, that does seem correct. Right. I was yeah. like, that does seem correct, yes. And then when Jimmy was like, no, my grandfather built this home in the 1940s, I was like, yep, he right. I was like, Jimmy's right. I literally... Yeah, Jimmy, yeah. I was like, Jimmy's correct. Everything that Jimmy says is correct. Mm-hmm. I literally, I felt, I felt like I was watching, I felt like I was Jimmy at this point. Or not even was Jimmy, but yeah. I just, maybe I was Mont. I feel like maybe Mont is the better person to empathize with, but like I, because Oh, that's right. Because, because you support everything. is watching everything. all this unfold, and then exactly. as he learns, then yeah, okay. And then, yeah, so right. you support everything that Jimmy does at says, I'm like, oh yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Don't question Especially it. when Jimmy said, I, he built that wall to keep y'all the fuck out. I was, I was like, like, yeah, yeah Jimmy. You son of a bitch. Yeah, get, I was like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and then when you come to find out um, through through Mont, through Mont's character, going to see um, Dandy, a.k.a. Finn Whitrock, a.k.a. Finn the, yes, the, white, the white man. Yeah, they're about when, to lose the house. So uh, Jimmy goes to a bank teller to try and get a loan that he can't get. And then Mont goes back to Finn Whitrock, <laughs> the son uh-huh. of a gun. Yeah. And then to he try and, yeah. Yeah, he tries, yeah. He, uh, he tries really to... Get Finn Whitlock hammed up with uh, false advertising, but Finrock doesn't care. And then it comes to conversation that the grandfather actually didn't build the house. Yeah. And then it's just all yeah, downhill from there. Yeah. And my Finn heart, Rock my heart. the deed. I didn't want him to be right either. I really didn't. But he want was. Finn and as soon as he was talking yeah, about yeah. it, I knew that he was. And the realization yeah. on Mont's face, you knew that 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 Finn was right. right. And I was so yeah. upset. It, yeah, he brought out the paperwork. He brought out the deed. He's like, blammo. Blackie. And I was like, like oh, ah, no. plow. <laughs> How surprise. <laughs> Gee, oops. <laughs> uh, he hit him with the one-two, the one-two yeah. McGregor punch. And I was like, oh, no, I've been shot. With the old rope up, the one-two, bucking my shoe, buddy. And, and it just, it was so, really... so distressing. And then another, I, and then even, even then, it's such a great, God, what a great movie. Because the whole movie it showed us characters who were not just just showed us multidimensional, multifaceted characters, like yes. we talked about, you know, in the first episode of Jennifer's Body. But multidimensional and multifaceted characters because in that play scene when Mont is talking about Kofi and he's talking about, look, Kofi did this, but he also did this. 
he did all of these things. So people are not good or bad. They are what they are, the choices that they make, and that is it. But but the whole spectrum, people are spectrum. And you can't yeah, they're everything that they are at that specific point in time. Yeah. Exactly. And you can you and you cannot fault them. You can only or you, you can't you can't make a, a, a generalization and say, oh, well, they were this or all oh, their life was this. You have to look at everything that they are yeah, and everything that they've done and on, all the choices that uh, they've made. Yeah, exactly. Based and on so, like seconds uh, or minute interactions with the human, you can't base you can't uh, judge their whole life story. Exactly. On, yeah. Because Jimmy Jimmy was like, you know, Kofi is somebody who said all of those hurtful things about my parents to me, but he also was the person that stood up to the the, the bigger kids at the group home, so I wouldn't get beat up. Mm. So what what is the truth? And so when when Mont made that 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 um, statement about you know people being that people are not just one thing or another thing, it was almost like he was giving us. I felt like the movie was giving us this lesson so that we would take it with us when we realized um, that. Well, when Jimmy realizes that, that that his dad lied to him and that the house was yes. not his grandfather's, because I wanted so badly to hate his dad whenever they were having that conversation. Yeah. And he asked his dad to just say it, to just say that the house is not his grandfather's, and his dad just gets up and leaves, it, and he's like... And couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And I wanted to hate his dad so badly, but I was like, you know what? Again, the same thing like we were talking about with Kofi, you know, people are the choices that... People, people um, make choices based on their past experiences in life. I couldn't hate him because I was like, whatever his dad has experienced in his life yeah. and their circumstances, he made these decisions. And I can't be mad because I'm sure that in his, he deep down, he had a reason to do what he did that he will uncover and, and unpack in therapy and yeah. he won't be there to hear hopefully. it. Hopefully. Exactly. Hopefully. But everybody go to therapy, by the way. This is, we do, yeah, we do, on. we do endorse therapy. Endorse therapy. Better help app, dog. Better help. You on every podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Betterhelp.com, man. Better help. Please sponsor us For because it. we got yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it it made I use me... it and it's great. <laughs> just just a, just a quick shout out. The the it was so heartbreaking and I was so heartbreaking for Jimmy, but I couldn't I was at the same time I was heartbreaking. I was just heartbroken for everybody. That's the moral of the story. I was heartbroken yeah. for everybody. Because everybody was just going through it. Yeah, because even Jimmy's dad, when uh, there's a scene earlier on in the movie where Jimmy goes to visit his dad and he's in an apartment. And he's uh, alone, putting them bootleg, uh, bootleg DVDs, yeah, putting maybe? bootleg DVDs into sleeves and making them. I was like, uh, I already hate this guy. But after months play, I was thinking to myself, Oh, well, you know, he probably didn't always think life would turn out that way either. And he right. didn't. I'm sure he is hard on Jimmy because he thinks that it'll help him out. So he's just trying to do his best, even he's though he kind of sucks a bit, but he, <laughs> he's he, like, he sucks, but like, he's not doing it on purpose. He's trying. To, he's doing what he can with the, yeah, the cards that have been dealt to him. Not, yeah. Also. Yeah. FBI. Thanks a lot for the uh, FBI and Ronald Reagan. Thanks for that crack epidemic. But yeah, thanks for the welfare queen narrative, Ronald Reagan. I appreciate <laughs> it, dog. You suck ass. But <laughs> it, it it really that the the I must I'm, I would say that was the the peak and the height of the of the the third act when mm-hmm. when Mont tells Jimmy in the play, look, this is not this is not yeah, your grandfather's house. Your grandfather's house, and, and you're any what makes Mont such a good friend is that he also tells him that you're more than, than this. Your grand than this. Your grandfather's house. Exactly. You're so much. You're, there's so much more to a human being 
than what you came from and what your circumstances are. Exactly. And like the yeah. physical space that, 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 that may or may inhabit. not be yours or that, that you mm. may or may not own that property. You are more than the yeah, property. You're so much you more than the own. things around you and exactly. the narratives you build up in your head. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. And this, this, That's this home. Yeah. Shouts to Montgomery. Montgomery was so homie. cool. What a great character. I, I, I love. Oh, my favorite thing Montgomery said, <laughs> I think I wrote it down. I know what notes. you're about to say. Yo, know, when he's uh, trying to approach the uh, group of friends that hang out inside his house to like get more information on how they speak, or I think he's like trying to like write in their tone of voice, and he says he's like practicing to himself in the mirror how they talk, and he goes, "How are you, nigga?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but he's like talking to himself up in this room. I was like, this is yeah. incredible. This is everything a about this is he's wonderful. It. Yeah. It was uh, such a it was it was God, what a funny what a funny yeah. what a funny dude. But I and then like at the very end of it, the culmination of it, I was sad, but I understood why Jimmy had to leave because he was like there I am more than San Francisco and I love San Francisco, but there's nothing left for me here. Yeah, they're changing it, and I got it. Yeah, and uh, and Tashina uh, Tashina Arnold plays uh, Jimmy's aunt, great, awesomely, by the way, and she says uh, this line at the very end where he says, "Hey, if you have the, I can't, I think I'm misquoting it, but it's something to the effect of." If you have to leave San Francisco, that's San Francisco's loss, not yours. Exactly. And that re- and that encapsulates so much of like the gentrification problem. It's and then like, she also said, and I quote, "Fuck San Francisco." <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck San Francisco because like it, it's these people chasing out all of these generations of like families that have, have pumped and there. artists that have been there have pumped so much culture and history. And so much beauty into the city, and you're just pricing them out. Exactly, and, and I think and and that's what living. she meant. And then she it, said, "F San yeah. Francisco," because she wasn't saying, you know, like you know, "F the culture, F the people," but she was basically saying, like, "F what these fuck what these people have made it out to be." Like, yeah, what, fuck, and then, what, fuck like, they're turning yeah. it into. Yeah, and they're turning it, and what they're turning into is some sort of like homogenized idea of what San Francisco should be. Yes, so black culture what, without the black people. Everybody yeah. want to be look. Paul Mooney said it best. Yeah, every yo, hey, everybody Paul Mooney said be everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. and 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 he meant it. He meant it because everybody wants to to embody and to to take little pieces of black culture here and there, but then nobody the wants to. Like, yeah. But y'all don't want to get pulled over. You know, when you go and, <laughs> you doing the yeah. speed limit, when you go on one mile over the speed limit in South Georgia, don't nobody want y'all that ready to get pulled over. Yeah, nobody wants to be arrested in a Starbucks for waiting for their friend, huh? Exactly. Yeah, y'all ain't down with that part. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but they also really drive it home when after Jimmy leaves and Montgomery goes to back to the house just to see what happened with it because Clayton, Finn Murdoch, son of a bitch. I'm gonna say that every time I bring him up, Boo. he puts it up for yeah, he puts it up for sale and they change the, the fact house. That his name was Clayton, a, like uh, yeah. like homeboy and um, Tarzan. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yo, Clayton was a hunter. Yo, that was no. Okay, so my my idea of Clayton. My- <laughs> It's Kingdom Hearts. It's it's Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. <laughs> I yo. hate Clayton. I said what a hunter. Clayton is the is the is the worst. Clayton is worse than the white dudes in Pocahontas. Clayton was yeah. just so racist. He was all about killing them gorillas. That's all he cared about. I Nothing was like, else mattered. Dang. 
yo, he just wants to kill the man. No, but I was gonna say that was the most one of the most horrific deaths in Disney history. Oh, when please. the lightning flashes after he's hung and it shows him just like hung up in the tree. It was like, oh shit. Yeah, I was like, dang, I don't remember it. But then yeah. I was like, hey, it's time to party. It. <laughs> yeah, gorillas in the jungle swinging. I know we swinging. said that Let's people go. are. Are only make their choices based on what they've seen in life, but Clayton was the worst, so I, I hate Clayton. Yeah, Clayton yeah. deserved to die. Yeah, <laughs> all that lessons we learned about empathy from the last black man in San Francisco. Nah, does not apply no, to Clayton. Clayton sucks. Clayton, you're no. the worst. And <laughs> the, the white people in Pocahontas, y'all were also the worst. Yeah, y'all sucked. That specifically those ones, Clayton and uh, the John Smiths of Pocahontas. Y'all were lame. Not good. Hot garbage. <laughs> no, but uh, back to the. But when Montgomery shows up uh, to the house again after Clayton puts it up for sale, and it's this very, uh, as I was saying before, this homogenized view of what a house should look like in a nice neighborhood. Yes. And there's little bits and pieces of what the house used to be, like the stained glass. And I think uh, some of the piano is still there. And like there's a flower vase from before, I think that's still there. But everything else is just like Been shit moved. that you would find from Ashley's furniture or Bed Bath and Beyond. Pottery Barn. Yeah, pottery yeah, pottery barn and hobby lobby shit. <laughs> just, uh, just keep naming them out. Yeah. All the urban places, outfitters. All, all the places yeah. that uh the white women love to shop at and think yeah. that it gives them style and class, but they still but, don't know how to dress. <laughs> yeah, this heavy anti vaxxer yoga energy for sure. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, love just do, love ri- to do yoga, but are extremely racist towards uh, South Asian people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, have definitely uh, only do Eastern medicine, but don't know what kimchi is. Like, <laughs> never been to that local Korean barbecue spot, oh. but definitely say uh, namaste when they're <laughs> leaving a nut conversation. Yeah, y'all suck. Oh man, and if this offends you, then that means it might be you. So you got to look inward and ask yourself what you need to do to change. <laughs> you gotta look- like like yoga asks you to do, you gotta look inward at yourself and ask, man, am I really this? Am are they I really dragging this? me when they don't through the through the internet? Oh, Y'all know man. who you are. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to me and yourself. Stop playing. <laughs> but it was great. I love to see Mont. Mont- I love to see Mont going through the house, and then when he jumped out and scared those people that were upstairs, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah get him, Mont. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Ah, uh, what a man. beautiful movie. What a great and even though yeah, I was gonna yeah, even though Jimmy leaves at the end and Mont is just uh by himself, he doesn't have his best friend anymore, they have an understanding and it's still I wouldn't say it's a happy ending. No no, I would say it's a happy ending. I feel like it's a, Jimmy I feel found like it's a happy ending. Exactly. Jimmy Jimmy or he's on his way to, to discover himself outside to, outside to discover, of this or that's better. To discover himself outside of this um this this lie that was built around him. that that, yeah. that was built around him that he grew and to see he, at the home that yeah the, the lie and that he sort of um internalized in himself about the narrative about the granddad building house and all that stuff yeah. he's like, no so i gotta find the truth and see who i really am so i feel like it was a happy ending and i like to think that jimmy yeah. and and mont will you know hang out and and even though jimmy doesn't have a phone but i like to think that he knows mont's home yeah. phone number by heart. That'd be nice, yeah. Call I mean, up. Jimmy's mom shows up on the bus randomly, so I'm sure they would... Oof. Yeah. That was rough. Each other. Yeah, that was also rough. That was tough stuff. That was tough stuff. The whole movie was tough. The, the poignant odyssey of it all. But mm-hmm. I think to movie. wrap up, yeah, just a beautiful, uh, absolutely beautiful, beautiful Just movie. watch it, yeah. Even if you... 
I know it's, uh, f excuse me, it's free on Amazon Prime, but even if you are like, because I know a lot of people have trouble like committing to movies, so even if like you don't want to watch the whole thing, the, there's a YouTube clip of the opening sequence of the movie. I'd, like, at least watch that. Yeah, just to see. At the very least, because it's so fucking beautiful. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, just to see it. Yeah. But if you don't really, watch this whole movie, you are racist. You <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed. If you don't sit down and watch this whole movie, you, to back. then yeah. we got words. <laughs> yeah, no pauses, no soda, no popcorn. No you got to watch you it raw diggity. And yeah. you can't blink the whole time or else you're racist. You can't blink. No, yeah, you gotta tape the eyelids wide open. B, you can't be. <laughs> and if you blink, then you owe us reparations. So. <laughs> Twenty dollars. Oh man, but yes, this this. I think that's how we're gonna sign off. That if you don't watch this movie, you're racist. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah, y'all to know. And also give us. I'm gonna yeah, put that in the description of the episode. If, <laughs> if you, you don't, don't watch, watch it, you're racist. <laughs> no, but if you don't watch this, you owe us reparations. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. it. It's going out. Cut the check. It's going wrap oh, it up. Man. All right, this is us signing off. Yeah, uh, you are loved. Are we still? Are we gonna do that? <laughs> you are. I mean, loved. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna sign off every episode with "You Are Loved." Now, this is us signing off. You are loved. But I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna say it awkwardly every time. I'm gonna ask if I can say it and then say it, so I can be real awkward. And then I'm gonna end it with uh, gonna "Black trans women, you are loved." Ultimately, more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course.